3: All right, ladies and
1: gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Fantasy. Oh.
4: That's what
5: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. And you just jumped,
1: playing that Yeah. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy.
6: I was expecting him to hop in and be like, right.
1: yeah, this guy what is what is going on over here? I just got, this is typical Fred right here. This is how we start the show. <laughs> typical professional Freddie. I love it. Thanks. I'm going to go ahead and take you out till you get back on. Welcome in everyone. It is a busy night tonight. I ain't got time to wait for Fred. We got guests in the building. We got lots of good stuff to go on. And Hurricane be damned, we are here ready to rumble. Let's start the introductions. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera.
6: Yeah, if they ever wondered what fantasy show the people means, it means that rain, shine, hurricane or not, we are delivering the fantasy information to the people. That is right. Yep. Fantasy Jesus, sometimes I'm Justin Herrera, sometimes I'm Fantasy Jesus, sometimes I'm Three Faces of Foley, whatever you want to call it. SemtexMex93, go follow me on Twitter. And as usual, guys, go to tssfantasy.com, check out our rankings. Mine aren't really updated right now. I know is always on his. And then I know Nick will probably be updated tomorrow. But we are going to be bringing you the best information, the best rankings, for this upcoming week to help you win, get to that 4 0, get to that first dub, whatever it is you are doing, we're gonna help you get there. And then we are also, because we're the fantasy show of the people, we are giving away a CJ2K signed football. That's right, Chris Johnson. You might remember him. One time, the fastest man in football. Now he's, I don't know, maybe like a side analyst somewhere. I haven't been following him up, but he at one time signed this football and it is a piece of history, memorabilia history, and it could be yours. All you got to do is hit that subscribe button right now. Justin having a bit of coffee or cappuccino or something before tonight. He
1: is ready to rumble. I do appreciate it. We got a lot to get to tonight. Like, like he said, hit the subscribe button. We got the CJ2K football to give you. Go to TSS Fantasy. We got merchandise. We got it all there for you. So check out the latest and greatest there. Also, Underdog Fantasy. Get on. Use the promo code TSS. The reason why, we're going to double your deposit up to $100. We have great contests going right now. So you want to jump on board. Justin, why do we do these crazy things?
6: Well, Kamish, I had to get some coffee in me because I had to take over Nick's spot tonight too. So I had to bring that energy as well. But we do it because we freaking can. But also because we're the fantasy show of the people. The
1: fantasy show of the people, indeed. And again, we got a lot of news tonight. By the way, the Knicks energy, all you got to do is be grumpy. That's okay. That's the only thing we need <laughs> to bring.
6: Did you, bring see, did you see the differences there? <laughs> I did. I saw
1: I we just got a little bit of monotone and bland. Like, you know, my favorite color is beige. All right, let's get it started. We're going to bring in the Doc. We got lots of injuries. Let's bring them in.
5: Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spot, give me a hand.
7: Doctor,
6: <laughs> come <laughs>
1: dr miller welcome in it has been a busy week indeed and we got a lot to talk
2: about welcome into the studio my friend thank you so much coming up tonight on the house call we're gonna have a little bit of respect for a guy whose 2022 campaign is now over uh, okay wow all
1: right that's big news for sure by the way before we get started mike wanted to let it let us know he wants his ball already and david s sub to T-S-S. All right, we got you in, David. We appreciate that.
2: All right, Doc, get on to the report, man. Tell us all that we need to know. All right, so bad news for Patriots fans, right? Two bad words for Mac Jones. Number one, severe, and number two, high ankle sprain. So really bad news for Mac Jones uh, and the Patriots right now. He's out for the foreseeable future may be a good surgical candidate given what's being, again, described as a severe high ankle sprain. He could realistically be out the entire month of October and into the month of November, excuse me. So we've talked about the high ankle before. When you sprain the ligament connecting your two lower leg bones, it causes a tremendous amount of pain and instability just by standing. So he's unable to stand. He's unable to back up, cut, throw, whatever the case may be because he's got this super unstable ankle, maybe a candidate for the tightrope procedure that we've talked about a few times on this program.
1: Yeah. I'm speaking of uh, Tua, not that we are speaking of Tua. I just wanted to just say it. Um, he, you know, of course we've talked about him having those procedures as well, but let's get to his injury by the way. And um, you know, his injury um, you know, again, looking at it, obviously at the game, You know, I I couldn't really tell what was going on, to be honest with you. Um, He comes out with, you know, definitely looked like he got his bell rung. uh, But now they're saying it's a back issue. And we got a short week this week. So tell us about Tua.
2: Yeah. So, again, like you said, short week. He's not in concussion protocol, which is really good, especially considering he's got, you know, three fewer days to recover. Um, But he's dealing with both back and ankle issues. So both of them kept him out of practice early this week, and it's never good to hear Tua mentioning ankle pain, right? This is a guy who's had two tightrope procedures for high ankle injuries in the past. Coach McDaniel stated he may hold Tua out of Thursday's week four game against the Bengals. So sit tight and wait for Wednesday's report.
1: Please, no, please. All
2: right, who else we got on the the report? Uh, Let's jump to Dalvin Cook. So, For the folks listening to this segment over the summer, he was a preseason 95% of the bench guy, and I said likely for more than one game. Cook has a history, and this dates back to his high school and college days of multiple shoulder dislocations and surgeries. So this recurred during the Vikings' week three win. He's officially considered day-to-day, but expected to put the harness on to stabilize the shoulder. But this is problematic. you know. Now that it's flared up already in the season – you can expect it to continue to be an issue as we move through the early part of the season. Hopefully it doesn't come out again.
1: Well, hopefully the owners of Dalvin Cook were smart enough to handcuff Alexander Madison. Um, but if not, we're going to be talking about him on the waiver wire here in a minute because he's definitely a great candidate for sure. All right, who else we got, Doc? So
2: well, Let's move to Detroit. DeAndre Swift banged up with both a shoulder and ankle injury. We got a couple of guys tonight who's, who have multiple issues going on. So the ankle injury was sustained during his big week number one game, but that's now being complicated by his week three shoulder injury. While neither are considered severe at this point, Coach Campbell said Swift may miss weeks four and five and come back week seven after their week six bye. So possibly he sits a couple of weeks at this point.
1: Mm, So Jamal Williams becomes that. I mean, if you got that waiver wire claim, I would definitely jump for him already. They're big red zone guy already but Craig Reynolds also not a bad backup for him as well all right who else we got doc
2: so I think David Montgomery um and we're gonna go to the most confusing post-game press conference of the weekend so David Montgomery injured his ankle in the first quarter of week three and coach said Montgomery was going to be day-to-day in the press conference but then refused to comment on a question about Montgomery going on the IR coach said (laughs) I'm not going to comment on that. So we've got conflicting versions here within the same presser that he's either day-to-day or we're not going to talk about the possibility of the IR. Watch today's injury report for more information. This one, in my mind, is the biggest question mark going into Wednesday.
1: Ooh, and it's the worst question mark because this is the guy also everyone wants to go up for at the waiver wire position because Khalil Herbert had himself a day um, in replace of him. Um, So, you know, again, this is one of those things, dive deep, look into it as deep as you can because, yeah, like Doc said, very conflicting for sure. Who else we got, Doc?
2: So Garrett Wilson briefly exited this past weekend after a shot to the ribs, but he came back. Expect him ready to go this weekend. Going to jump over to New Orleans. Jarvis Landry, Landry has some foot soreness. Nothing really remarkable. Check today's injury report on that for updates. Do expect him to go this weekend. Same with Michael Thomas. Uh, He stubbed his toe or something similar to that. It's nothing significant. Check today's injury report, but I expect Landry and Thomas both going this weekend.
1: Nothing like a little toast, tote stub, that's for sure.
2: (laughs) Um, Anyone else we got, Doc? Yeah, we got Joe Mixon. So he's good to go Thursday despite the short week and despite just scoring me 18 points over the last two weeks. So uh, not a good first-round pick for me in the listeners' league. Uh, He banged up his ankle last week, but it's not expected to limit him. Again, he's scoring 18 points in two weeks. He's already limited by his own productivity and talent. So, um, yeah, that's Joe Mixon.
1: And he's going to be in real trouble this week going against America's team facing that zero blitz all night. All right. Anyone else we
2: got? Yeah, let's talk about Sterling Shepard real quick. So, Hmm. respect for this guy, right? So, in December, he goes down with the – the Achilles tendon tear right comes back and it's just awesome that he came back and was able to go week number one, but he's now out for the season with this left ACL tear. Mm. And as you watch the video of this and I've watched, I don't know, probably five or six times. It's really hard to tell how or why this happened. And it's non-contact linear half speed rupture. This This is not the common mechanism of injury for an ACL tear. Um, In fact, some of the early speculation was that it was a patellar tendon tear or something like that. When it came back ACL, I got to say I was surprised um, because, again, this is not the usual mechanism. There was No twisting, no cutting, no landing. He was just kind of running half speed straight ahead. So uh, a lot of respect for him to make it back this quick. I don't want to bet against him, but this is probably not good news for Sterling Shepard.
1: Mm, yeah indeed and you know it's sad to say and he's been a you know a good guy um all the way around he saw all you know all players on opposing sides went out to uh you know say say something to him so yeah it's that sad for him to say the least um all right doc well i think is that it the conclusion of said report we appreciate you i know it's been a busy week and we keep you very busy so appreciate you coming on tonight we'll see you next week i'm sure there'll be lots more for us to discuss
2: Stay dry in the hurricane, my friends.
1: Absolutely. We shall you as well stay safe. All right, we're gonna bring in our guests, and Fred actually is in as well. So it's like we're gonna introduce Fred, our normal co-host, also with our guests. All right, let's bring them on in <laughs> Where we are, it's waiver Wire Night, and it's Champs or Chumps tonight, and I'm really excited for our guest. When we have a Champs or Chumps and when you go mono a mono you want Jordan v. Jordan. That's what you want, right? So let's yeah, welcome yeah. in Jordan Thomas from Truth Serum Football, sir. Welcome into the studio.
3: What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on.
1: We appreciate you. And Jordan Fiegelman from uh, Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life. Welcome into the studio, friend. Hey guys, what's up? We appreciate you being here. Fred is impressed. Like he was like Matthew Berry's his eyebrows got lit up. Like maybe I should be a little professional tonight. And you're on mute, by the way, <laughs> Mr. Professional. All right, let's so- say Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> He's finally in. He's finally in. All right. Well, again, it's Champs or Chumps tonight. We have a, a great battle of, if you will, battle of wits, as we as we say on here. It's gonna be a fun one. We're talking about, of course waiver wire ads and what are going to be the best waiver wire ads this week i can't scroll up to my damn thing or we'd be over (laughs) sorry i'm sorry um so again busy night tonight with champs or chumps let's get it on Uh, let's get
4: ready to rumble
0: Thick? Do you think I am? I mean, I know I've never stood up around
1: you, but yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm, done. I'm, done. I'm just full force, like. <laughs> and only because Caleb looks like he's in Grandma's kitchen, I'm gonna give this one to Mike. So Caleb, for just right now. Hey man, just wanna
6: let you know that sometimes you gotta shut the fuck up. Jason, that's Please. not how
0: you treat guests, bro. <laughs> hey.
4: <laughs>
1: All right, it's champs or chumps night. Let's get it on. Before we start, we had a couple comments that went on. Just wanted to bring it up. Um, this is from Colts Martin. Want to bring up his boy, Jordan Thomas. So he's out here rooting you on. And Mike actually looks like he thought he saw a celebrity. He said, holy crap, is that Joey Fatone on there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who's that referring to? Better not be me.
1: I don't, I don't know. Must, must be Fred. I don't know. Right. Bobby Slade said, What's up, Jordan? All right, guys, let's get it on. Champs or chumps time. We'll go to Jordan Thomas first, sir. You're up. You have Zach Wilson. Give me the case for Zach Wilson, sir.
3: All right. So it's Zach Wilson. And I know it's not the uh, sexiest pick out there, but down the stretch last year, uh, after week 13, he was quarterback 11. Um, Braxton Berrios, of all people, was wide receiver 10 throughout that time. Um, and now he inherits an offense that has Garrett Wilson, that has Brees Hall. He's available everywhere. Um, Elijah Moore uh, currently leading the league in routes run ninth and air yards hasn't cashed those in yet, but he was also wide receiver two overall last season from weeks nine to 13. Last thing I'm going to say, Joe Flacco is averaging 52 passes a game. That's serious volume. If, Zach Wilson comes anywhere near that. He's somebody who can absolutely be in that low-end quarterback one mix the rest of the way.
1: Indeed. All right. Like the argument. Sounds pretty good to me. Other Jordan, it's on your time for Jacoby Brissett. Let's give the case for Jacoby Brissett.
0: So when we're looking at these things, I want someone that's not going to destroy what's happening, right? Like the way I look at quarterback play, is that I either want someone who is elite at the very top end of the distribution, or I want to take multiple shots every single week. Right? So I want someone who is not going to get me negative points, has a chance to get me positive. And when we're looking at a streaming position, who's available now, you could take Ryan Tannehill. You could take somebody like Brissett. for me. Wilson is not really on my radar yet. I would like him to be in maybe a week or two. We'll, we'll judge that and see what happens. But here uh, I think Browns have a relatively competent offense. We see David Njoku. I know that Jordan's going to be talking about him in a little bit. There's a lot of positivity happening. It's On the other side, though, there is some negativity, right? Like, they run a ton of running plays. Uh, Dwayne McFarlane at Fantasy Life, he puts out this utilization report every single week, and it goes through time of possession, how many plays are run per minute, all of these things. And what we see is that the Browns can sustain offense. They can sustain it in one way, and that is running the football and running it put the football more. But time of possession gives you a chance to score. That, that's what I'm looking for here. Um, if I'm talking about Zach Wilson specifically and that sort of archetype, I, it's too much risk for me in a situation where I don't necessarily see as much upside as you would if we're talking about like a real gunslinger here.
1: Wow. So big argument there. And Jacoby was actually looked really good, very sharp. I was talking a lot of crap on him. And he, like I said, he even pressed me the other night. Mm-hmm. Justin, I just realized, excuse me, Nick's not in the building
6: Why don't you be the judge tonight? Who wins round one? Special guest judge in the house. (laughs) Oh, my God. So this is the – it's back and forth. And the thing is, is Jordan's got a point. Jacoby Percet is that solid guy who's going to get you 15 to maybe 18 points a game if he's good. He's not going to mess it up. He's a game manager. But Zach Wilson. And Commissioner Cooper knows how I felt about Zach Wilson, man. (laughs) This Jets offense looks juicy and they look like they're going to be behind a lot and they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. But when I'm talking about a QB2, I'm going to go with the safe side on that one. I'm going to go Jacoby Brissett. I think, you know, at this point, you got to go out and get a guy who's going to at least get you those points. Zach Wilson could get you 20 or he can get you negative two. So I'm gonna go with the median right there. I'm gonna go with the guy in the middle. Jacoby Brissett wins this round, and I don't even know how I'm gonna say this. Jordan F, you win this round. It's Thanks. like a, it's like when you're in class with uh, two, Jordans that or two Jordan than the other Jordan One, one like. thing
0: I'd like to say about the Jets, though, in general, is that like I'm a really big fan of their whole offense. Right, uh, in best ball, I've I've done hundreds of drafts over the summer michael carter was one of my highest rostered plays i still like Brees hall as well Brees hall is in a position in the past two weeks to really really break out this past week was the first time that he crossed uh michael carter in terms of snaps in turn of in terms of routes run he was already getting the goal line work he was already getting the short down and distance work and the long down and distance work what that means is that he's in a position to blast off there are very few running backs in the nfl that get all of those things and when you can, that's really good. What I don't love is that I, I'm not sure if I was the Jets, if I was having Zach Wilson throw as often as, as Falcon. I uh Flacco, I want that to happen, but I'm just not as sure as that that trend continuing, especially when we're talking about passes to Brees Hall, because like we said, Zach Wilson is looking directionally and you know, Joe Flacco is looking towards the retirement area, which is a little more lateral, right?
1: Indeed. And Brees Saul definitely is explosive. I um, mean, you, know, you saw that in the preseason, just has has more much more juice than Michael Carter, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of running backs, let's go on to running backs. Um, Jordan F. will go to you talking about Alexander Madison. If you did not lock him up, you're in trouble. Give me the case for him being the big pickup this week.
0: So I actually had Khalil Herbert. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. I think it's I wrote that down wrong. My bad. The, I, the Jordan thing's all.
1: confusing me. I, yeah. I
0: <laughs> so um, I think they're obviously all good plays. I think realistically speaking in most leagues that I'm in, none of these people are available, right? Jamal hey, Williams, Herbert, Madison, if they're there, that's, a, it's a blessing to you to have that. Right. But when you're looking at this sort of thing, like this is a hot waiver wire run if, if they're available, If we're talking FAB, if we're talking waiver claims, for the sake of conversation, let's talk FAB, right? When you're spending 30-plus percent of your FAB, I want someone that I could count on for the rest of the season. Um, At Fantasy Life in general, we talk about this all the time. When we're looking at different archetypes of drafting, 0RB, for instance, I look for people that have standalone value, maybe JD McKissick, who would be a receiving back. I look at ambiguous backfields. Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris, right? That's starting to play out a little bit here. We look for these situations where they could succeed on, them, on on their own, but also if if something happens, they could really explode here. Madison, to me, just doesn't have that, right? Like, he's going to be great for two weeks, but Dalvin Cook is coming back, and we've seen him play through these injuries before. We were just talking about it with the, the good doctor a second ago. You guys were. We saw it last year. We don't know what's going to happen this week, but what I do know is that I would rather be competing against David Montgomery than Dalvin Cook any day of the week. Past few weeks, Khalil Herbert has had uh, 29% of the staffs, 20% of the staffs, and then 60. After that, he's had 26%, 17%, and 54% of the rush attempts. And even better, even juicier, routes run 21%, 24%, and 54%. After that, what we really look at is how what what's happening. Is he Is he demanding targets? And he is. He's averaging anywhere between twenty and twenty-five percent targets per route run. And for an, uh for a running back, that's relatively elite, especially one that we got in the back ends of drafts.
1: Yeah, I like that argument a lot. And we, you know, we talked about them all summer um when we had our Chicago experts in. They didn't think David Montgomery was even gonna be the starter to start the season way back when. So definitely some rumblings to Khalil Herbert. Jordan Thomas, you get the Fun selection of Alexander Manison, Give us the case for him being the big pickup this week,
3: so full disclosure, like the other Jordan said uh none of these guys are available in any leagues I'm in, and mostly because I already have um either of them rostered if they are available. I have so many shares um on uh Khalil Herbert. It's not even funny because he is absolutely the better running back in that offense hundred percent, and that's all great. that's nice the end of the day, if you really want to bank the rest of your season on the running back one for the Chicago Bears, who, let's face it, are going to be trailing every week. And I know Justin uh, Fields is afraid to throw the ball, and that's probably for the best for everybody. We're talking about Alexander Madison. We're talking about Dalvin Cook. He has consistently been injured. The good doctor just said it. All the way back to high school constantly nursing injuries we knew to draft Alexander Madison this year for these types of situations and at the end of the day um six career games without Dalvin Cook entirely during that time frame he averages 20.4 fantasy points per game and more importantly he averages the important things the 4.5 targets a game and the four red zone touches a game so to me as long as Dalvin Cook's out you can ride Madison seven it and forget it and here's the beautiful part when cook inevitably comes back you can keep madison because he's going to be out again
1: yeah like you guys said all these guys should be rostered but if you happen to be in one of those leagues these are the cases we're making out justin they're two good ones who wins round
6: two so jordan man you made a case for khalil herbert your guy was alexander madison over here bro you gave yourself the one two on this one ah man But it's, you know, these are two good backup running backs. But at the end of the day, Khalil Herbert is a starting running back in this league. Alexander Madison is not a starting running back in this league. And I think for that, I'm going to go more into Khalil Herbert because, I mean, come on. This is a guy who, if David Montgomery loses a job to him, he might not get it back. And like you said, Dalvin Cook gets injured a lot, but he's also only missed eight games in the past three years. So... It's two zero, my man. He got you with the good old one two. You got to make the comeback now. Oh, we. I a, cool. That heat is on. Jordan
0: Thomas. Uh, Jordan. I think Madison is a starting running back in the right situation. It just so happens that he's behind a much better good. player than da- David Montgomery.
3: Commissioner Cooper could vouch. My yeah. original pick for that was Khalil Herbert. Okay, so that's
0: not what, so. I, could, I was literally just pulled up the DM as we were talking, and I think uh, we have a, a judgment. And I don't want to influence the judge and jury here a little bit, but we were going <laughs> back and forth. And I said, I want Herbert.
1: So you got Herbert, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got him on the ropes right now jordan thomas got to come out
6: yeah. hey, i love it? this feisty list let's God, go the we're
1: now in round three let's get to the receivers like i said jordan thomas you're on the ropes let's see if he can come out swinging here i with, think he's got with, this
6: one with I think romeo I think he got one.
1: dobbs tell me why yeah. he's the big pickup this week
3: yeah so this one's easy i've got this one in the bag romeo dobbs uh has started not super hot, finally got a chance in week three uh, for the year, 14 receptions, 137 and a touchdown. Nothing super sexy except for only two wide receivers have ever done that after being drafted in the fourth round or later in NFL history besides him. So he's actually off to a pretty good pace. Most importantly, in this last game, he caught eight of eight targets. And anybody who knows anything about Aaron Rodgers knows that that right there is going to win him all the points. Um, And he did this against, you know, Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean, which was no easy task at all. Um, I believe he is going to be the Packers starting number one option moving forward and not to steal the other Jordan's thunder. But man, Zay Jones, he is a weak winner. Romeo Dobbs
1: is a league winner. Oh, he that he's coming out with them. Haymakers. All right. Jordan F Jordan F. It's up to you.
3: Can he can he get him
1: out with Zay
0: Jones? So those are those are completely fair points. Uh, I would counter and a couple other points, right? Zero percent of end zone targets week by week, not a single one, right? Also, after that, we're talking about a player that one week ago had negative two percent air yards. That's, that's, that's not a good statistic to have if you guys are wondering at home. If we talk about Zay Jones, I agree that this is a different situation, but I, I would counter here and say that um, we need to reevaluate our assumptions that we made about the Jags in general, right? Like what we're seeing right now is a player in Zay Jones that within three weeks has had a target share above 20%. That does not happen to players that don't deserve it right um earlier this week we were talking uh to Dwayne, who did this we were doing the fantasy Life podcast with marcus grant and we're talking about all these things And he's like listen bro drake london he's getting these tar- these target shares and this this amount of air yards because he deserves it right and that doesn't that sort of volume doesn't happen to players who aren't there on the other side we have christian kirk who is literally almost a carbon copy to zay jones on the utilization aspect he's just scoring very efficiently And I want a little piece of this Jaguars offense moving forward, which is crazy to say overall.
4: (laughs) Then...
5: This is possibility powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at Shopify.com slash free twenty-two. Shopify.com slash free twenty-two. Shopify.com slash free twenty-two. Internet connection required, not available on mountaintops or seafloors.
0: I could understand the talent profile difference. We have to kind of wash ourselves away from our, you know, preconceived notions. But let's take a look at who we could have gotten for free at the end of best ball drafts in the summer wide receiver wise zay Jones Curtis Samuel, Devin duvernay, right? I think that after two to three weeks to four weeks into the season, that's when we really need to reevaluate and say to ourselves, hey, maybe some guy who had some preseason hype and he's on a, a a team with a quarterback who enjoys ayahuasca and stuff like that he has good you know good percent he could you know do good there, but I think we should be looking at a more ascending offense as opposed to an offense that we want to act like it was in 2029 20, 20, 2009 and stuff like that, that I just opinion though
1: justin i mean a, a great arguments all set all the way around did jordan f knock out jordan thomas on a clean sweep
6: and jordan was on the ropes and then he saw an opening he dipped and he came across with a hook yeah. and squared it up and here we go two to one Romeo Dubs is just he's the guy right now you got to go Zay Jones trust me I was in on Zay Jones last year he never got me touchdowns last year I'm happy he got a touchdown this year but at the end of the day if I can go in with Aaron Rodgers having possibly a number one maybe over Alan Lazard going forward I'll go in with that all day long over a guy who might be the number two or three depending on the week in Jacksonville
1: All right, let's move on to the tight end position. Round four, we're going to go to Jordan F to start. uh, Tyler Conklin, give me the case for Mr. Conklin.
0: So I'm going to go back just to talking about utilization here. Tyler Conklin has had a target share of over 20% twice this season. That does not happen to non-elite tight ends. Um, What we've seen from David Njoku, and I've been a David Njoku fan since he came out, right? I, I just... Love the flash. I love the athleticism, especially at the tight end position. The way I play fantasy and all this stuff, I want high upside plays. I don't want to come in sixth. I want to come in first. If I'm playing in a large field contest, I, I'll, I'm i cool with coming in last. I want to come in first, right? And what we're seeing here is David Njoku isn't that, right? Like Tyler Conklin, I promise you, isn't either, right? But what we're seeing is that he is a target earner. For all of the natural gifts that Njoku has – He is not a target earner. He has never demanded a target share on any offense he's ever been in, right? What I like about Conklin is that he's a safety valve here. It's really hard to cover three really good wide receivers. It it, it just is like you could shade coverage to one side of the field. You could help out over the slot. You could do different coverage. You do too high. You do all these different things. But when you have skilled position people at every area of the field and they do, right? that's a situation where I just think is better than someone who could flash. Right. And trust me, I enjoy the flash.
1: All right. Well, is it all about the you tonight for Jordan Thomas? Let's hear it. David Njoku.
3: So I think it's kind of beautiful that uh, we are the inverse of our quarterback selections here. And so for all the things I said, I loved about Zach Wilson, man, that, that does make me like Tyler Conklin, but at the end of the day, I'm a tight end streamer. I I never invest heavily in tight ends. It's what I do. I'm not looking for a long-term relationship with David and Joku. I'm looking for a one-night stand. This guy has 91% snap share through the first three weeks. Only trails Kyle Pitts on yards per route run last week at the tight end position. 36% red zone target share ahead of Cooper Cup last uh, week. Um, And the most important part, He plays the Atlanta Falcons, which absolutely loves to give up lots and lots of fantasy points to the tight end position. They've given up 25.9 points per game against the tight end options uh, this year. So to me, I'm smashing David Njoku this week, and I'm probably moving on to Tyler Conklin the week after.
1: Mm, Justin, one thing we know now, Jordan T likes to hit it and quit it. Did he win this, say, round?
6: Jordan, guess who can vouch for you? Will Disley. That's all you need to say. Will Disley did it against the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to go with Jordan on that one. I agree. I'm all in on the one-night stands with David and Joku this week. I think it's going to be a great one to pick up.
1: Somehow, someway, we always get to round five. I don't know how this happens. It's just crazy how this works out, like it was preordained or some reason. All right, let's go to Jordan Thomas. We're going to go to you. This is round five. Let's see who wins it here. Give me the streaming defense this week for the Detroit Lions.
3: So admittedly, when I was down 0-2, I knew I was going to come back to 2-2. This one's gonna be a rough sale, but but hear me out, fellas. Okay. The Detroit Lions own a whopping 0.7% ownerships across all leagues. Nobody wants these guys, nobody will touch them. But you know what? Sometimes those one-night stands, you gotta go for something that you don't really like. And so I'm looking at this almost as actually a two-week stream. Um, so, yeah, they're terrible. But they've also played Jalen Hurts. They played Carson Wentz. They played Kirk Cousins. That's quarterback 3, 5, and 14. The next two offenses they play are Geno Smith, and the Seattle Seahawks, and the New England Patriots and whoever the hell they decide to trot out um, onto that field. Uh, so I think they have a much better chance of getting into the 15-point range that they did against Wentz and Washington than they do of laying a complete goose egg like they did against Philadelphia. I would also like to point out Philadelphia um, defenses against them have scored a combined total of one point this season. Uh, Detroit contributed zero to that, unfortunately. Last thing I want to say about Detroit, and I just think the guy deserves some love. Jeff Okuda is playing out of his mind. Gave up 0-0-0 to Devontae Smith, 2-22-0 to Terry McLaurin, three fourteen 14 0 Zero to Justin Jefferson. I'm riding with the Lions these next two weeks until they're bye week.
1: I mean, this is a haymaker out of nowhere, Justin. I I mean, come on, man. The Lions. I did not. The Lions. I was like, how is he going to make this case? Wow, that was very good. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to Jordan F. Let's see if you can counter with the Giants defense.
0: So, one thing I'd like to say is that it's great for their week. Matchup after that, but I think for the sake of this conversation, we'd be, we should be focusing on one week, right? Um, <laughs> I think that uh, the matchup with Seattle is honestly just based on a, a, a flawed assumption. What we saw last week is a brand new Seattle offense. They ran Elm Tempo at a level that, that Pete Carroll have, has never done. He came out, he said he was going to do it, and he did it. We, we could I have it pulled up right here. The Seahawks, Seahawks ran 69 plays in regulation in week three a 21 point improvement from weeks prior. So I think what we're seeing right now is that you might think that it's going to be a slow pace game, but I think what we saw in practice is that the tempo is really really picking up there. And Gino Smith played much better than I think people should be giving him credit for. Um what what I'll talk about here with the the Bears and the Giants is that we're talking about two different ways to acquire points via fantasy and defensive streamers, right? We get points for interceptions. We get points for sacks. We get points for all of that fun stuff. Those things are harder to get. Those things are less predictable, right? Just like the touchdown, right? You said, hey, I want uh, Zay Jones to score another touchdown. I care about the supporting stats that get us there, right? What I don't want, I don't want to be in a high-paced matchup with uh, a team that's going to be airing the ball out if I don't think the defense is capable of converting points. For instance, If the Lions or the Seahawks or anyone that is very fast-paced is matching up against the Cowboys, right, a team that's known for taking the ball away and scoring, that's something that I'm really interested in. But if I can't get that, I want a low-scoring game with as few passing opportunities as possible. I want teams who are sucking onto the ball and giving it up at very, very, very last circumstances. That's what we have with the Giants here. They have the Bears. Earlier on in the conversation, we were talking about, uh, you know, Justin Fields not being able to throw. That's a positive thing here, right? So I think when we're talking about the Bears and we're talking about the Seahawks, we're talking about two completely different caliber of teams here. Darnell Mooney is ex- maybe the most disappointing non-first-round player this season. It's it's up for debate, right? But when we're talking about DK Metcalf on on, on the ascent, Lockett was out there catching everything last night. You mentioned Will Disley, right? Uh, <laughs> I think there's a lot of weapons here. And just to follow up on that, we're seeing Kenneth Walker potentially being used in different ways now, too. So I think there's a lot of things to really be wary of in a Lions matchup against the Seahawks.
1: Big, big case, Justin. Who is our winner tonight?
6: I'll tell you what. They did not make it easy. This last round was like rock'em, sock'em, robots of data, man. Like, these guys went hard in the paint, and I respect the hell out of that. Because some people don't come prepared for their show, and I'm just like, oh, what are you doing? But these guys, they came very prepared for the show. I'll tell you this, though. (laughs) I'll tell you this, though. I love the Detroit Lions. I love what they're building there. But Geno Smith had 325 yards against a team that's probably equaling them in defense on the Falcons last week. Does anybody know how many yards Justin Fields has total this year? Like uh, 310 total, something like that. 297. Yeah total not one game total hmm. i'm gonna smash the giants button on my waiver wire this week i'm sorry jordan thomas you made a That's hell sad. of a case but the giants against the bears holy snap that is where my all my fab is going for that which is like two bucks but
0: i will yeah, put don't it fit in any fab you know just try to get just try to grab <laughs> one of them right save the
1: fab the precious fab congratulations tonight jordan f you are tonight's winner
5: thanks
0: chuck
1: (laughs) and for our loser listen jordan thomas i do want to say this i was impressed by your case for the lions i wasn't even thinking about them but you know hey Maybe if, you know, if I got an extra spot to sneaky little play for the following week, I do like that. Unfortunately, though, my friend, you know what's up tonight.
3: Gene Wilder, baby.
5: So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir.
3: Awesome. Awesome.
1: And if it's any consolation, the winner doesn't get anything either. So, you know, what, what can we say? Uh, That's not what we're... I
0: was told prior to this. That's not what <laughs> hey, I was
1: told. That's not in his hey, contract. It worth
0: <laughs> <was> a
3: lot. <laughs> yeah. no,
1: honestly, it was a great, totally. great job for both of you tonight. Um, hmm. This is your plug time. So, Mr. Jordan F., I'll go with you first. You're tonight's winner. Let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, get all sure. your great content for the rest of the season.
0: Cool. Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter at Jordan Fiegelman, J O R D A N F I E G L E M A N. I'm the content director over at um, Matthew Barry's. We just call it fantasy life, but our social Twitters have NB on it. Don't tell Matthew that, but I run all the content over there. We curate the newsletter seven days a week, subscribe for free, fantasy content, betting content, you name it, we're doing it. And, uh, we have a, a a great show with Dwayne McFarland and Marcus Grant from the NFL Network. The NFL Network was kind enough to let us borrow Marcus for a little bit. And then on Sirius, five days a week, we have our uh, our show on Sirius XM Fantasy 11 to 1 p.m. Eastern Time with Peter Overzet and Kendall Valenzuela. So yeah, FantasyLife.com. We also have a full full suite of tools that are completely free: Prop Finder, Rate My Trade, Sart Sit rankings from some of the best rankers in the industry rob waziak and matthew hill have been in the top 10 in fantasy pros accuracy the past five years so everything over there is completely free dive in and have fun
1: well cutler me impressed and now when i say go to tss fantasy i'm gonna feel a little bit less because wow that's impressive jordan all right let's go to let's go to jordan thomas my friend I'm sorry you're tonight's loser. Again, you brought a great case tonight, though. Let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, and get all your great content this year.
3: So I just want to say, man, thanks for letting me go second because, yeah, I could definitely follow up on that, right? Uh, (laughs) Anyway, hey, pretty short and sweet, man. TruSerumFootball.com. Follow me on Twitter, TrueSerumFF. Or most importantly, uh, we're really trying to build our YouTube channel. Find us there at TrueSerumFootball as well.
1: Go hit the subscribe button for our friends tonight. Going to be lots of fun this season. Hopefully, we get you guys on again. We did appreciate it. It is waiver waiver-wired night. So, of course, we got a, a visit from Mr. Mallard's Sophistication Station. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate you.
4: Thank you.
7: Good evening, and welcome again to Sophistication Station. I am Mr. Mallard, and the topic of the waiver wire this week is going to be injuries. Guys like DeAndre Swift and Dalvin Cook now have some uncertain injury statuses for the next few weeks, so Jamal Williams and Alexander Madison, both should be rostered. They most likely are already rostered, but they are both still showing as under 50% owned in ESPN League, so hit the waiver wire, check it out. If you can get either one of those guys, they stand to be having a more significant role going forward, even if Cook and Swift do play over the next couple of weeks, but it's starting to look like, at least in Swift's uh, standpoint, that he is going to possibly sit out until after the Lions' early week six bye week. And speaking of the Lions, I'd go ahead and give DJ Char a chance as well. He's averaging six targets a week right now. And this offense has been poised uh, behind Jared Goff, throwing the ball quite successfully, obviously, to Oman- Amonra Aman- St. Brown. But DJ Char could also be useful for you. And then with Sterling Shepard's awful injury, uh, you got to feel for the guy in non-contact, just running and stopping. Bad knee injury. Looks like his season is over. Someone has got to catch the balls uh, for the Giants. It looks like Richie James Jr. is going to be your best bet there. I'm no longer a Kenny Galladay believer. Uh, That ship has sailed, it seems. So Richie James Jr. would be another great pickup. And then for some other guys out there, don't forget, Michael Galladay will be coming back to injury soon. He's still showing his 46%. Uh, owned on ESPN, so he's most likely stashing an IR somewhere, but it's, it's worth a look to see if he's available, because if he is available, uh, that offense is going to need somebody consistent and reliable, so Michael Gallup, if he's out there and you're lucky enough, grab him. See you next week for another visit to Sophistication Station.
1: Thank you, Mr. Mallard. And, you know, I had to take Fred out the shot, Justin, because this guy is – oh, here he comes. This is the professional. Just by the way, Fred, just so you know, when the guests are on – that people can still see you. So literally, you're biting your nails, you're picking your nose, you got your headset all cockeyed. Like while people are watching, like it's getting embarrassing.
5: I, I, right. I'm trying to fix my, my my whole setup. Just all of it just said. It just all literally, fell.
1: literally, the hurricane has already come to the Jester's Mansion. All right, we got some waiver wire ads of our own to talk about. Let's talk about the waiver wire. <laughs> Justin, my friend, tell me about
6: your waiver wire ads for this week. Oh, yeah. Give me one quick second. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) I I forgot my notebook
5: this time. (laughs) Oh, so (laughs) successful. Gotta love
6: it. Fred's on it. (laughs) I got to start putting sticky notes on my my computer. Uh, Let's go with Geno Smith. Like I said, 325 yards last week, two touchdowns, one interception. Very efficient with the ball, but here we go. I mean, he's got another great matchup this week against Detroit. Let's let's cash in on what we can with Geno Smith. Play him in DFS lineups. Go get him on your waiver wire. If you need to plug and play, maybe you had Trey Lance one week. Now you don't have him anymore. Plug and play him in there. And um, for my running back, I got Tyler Algier. So I'm looking at Tyler Algier as more of a long-term thing. Uh, I don't know if Cordero Patterson is going to hold up the entire season. They're starting to get Algier more touches during the week. I mean, he had 10 his first go-around. He had six last week. He averaged over four yards per carry. I'm looking at this as a guy who, you know, even if the team maybe isn't, you know, doing the greatest, they slide him in, see what they got at running back. Uh, Josh Reynolds. So I'm on Ross St. Brown. One guy we didn't talk about in an injury report is currently suffering an ankle injury right now. So he's on the week-to-week basis, which means that he's probably going to be just fine. But here's somebody to kind of just pick up preemptively, you know, kind of make sure that you're you're on with, you know, the the Detroit Lions offense that is somehow now really good, um, and you got a little piece of it. So I would go out and get Josh Reynolds. Um, he did have a good week this past week, and who knows? It could turn into something else. Um, And then Tyler Conklin, you got to love the analysis. Who knows? It might turn into something else. (laughs) I I know. I love it. (laughs) <laughs>
1: we got we have the guest on and
6: give us like percentages and
1: you know yard, yards per in the red zone and he's like hey you know might just turn into something man. go ahead if they could take
6: about it all
1: right
6: <laughs> Joey Fatone that was the funniest shit
1: ever <laughs> yeah nothing,
6: nothing
1: was nothing was funnier because I I don't know it kind of looked like he didn't like that so nothing was funnier than this comment later I. Didn't even
5: put it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't have put that up either. He didn't I, I, I,
1: I, I was gonna lose it if I put that up there. So anyway, all right, who else you guys?
6: This is the third straight week I've been telling you guys to get on this Conklin train, and you know I just said David and Joku over Conklin. That's true, but Conklin is a thing, man. Eight catches last week, eighty-four yards. This man is currently tight end seven which means he is currently probably the only tight end that wasn't drafted in the top seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is a waiver wire stud is what I'm trying to get across to you guys. And then the Panthers' defense. Yeah, I mean, they showed out last week against New Orleans, got two picks. I think that this is a defense, obviously, that is kind of getting, you know – They're backed by a game manager and Baker, but this is a very active defense. I think that they could obviously be something to go forward. Uh, Tampa's not really doing well on, on the offensive side. And, you know, their game right this week, I believe, is Arizona. So that's even better, man. Arizona is horrible on offense right now. Kyler Murray doesn't know what he's doing. And neither do I right now. But, you know, what I'm going to tell you this. Cash in on a bad offense and cash in on a defense that's playing a bad offense. So, Carolina beating up on Arizona. Take it to the bank.
1: Justin, bring in the fire tonight. I hope, I hope people aren't hedging on your waiver wire analysis tonight. Let's see if Fred with the notebook, let's see what you brought tonight. Let's see. What other great analysis are we up for?
5: Um... <laughs> nah, listen. I, I, you know what the problem is we played they took my stuff during the game i had zay jones solid week one quiet week two then he goes and catches 10 of 11 targets for 85 yards and a touchdown obviously he's going to be number two lawrence is only getting better i did have romeo dobbs uh first touchdown he had in his career was week three this past week as a pro but he caught a team leading eight catches on eight targets a perfect 100 percent um the, the coach defense man listen we thought the chiefs were gonna smoke them i mean i i was one talking about it praising them uh they get by the they, they, they held them down and then now you get the return of shaquille leonard so that only is gonna make the coach a little bit better and now they played a mediocre titans defense so hey why not give them a chance to start
1: all right. Yeah. Bringing the big thunder. All right. Uh, my big pickup this week, actually, and you might be able to just not even have to get him on the waiver. You could maybe just wait um, and get him later is Craig Reynolds because no one's really talking about him. But when he had the ball in Detroit, Um, Before, he was money in the bank, and I don't see them giving Jamal Williams a full workload because, quite frankly, he's a little injury-prone himself, the way he runs and that hardcore running. So, for me, the big pickup this week, other than obviously the big guys that we've already been talking about 20 times, um, is Craig Reynolds. That's the sneaky little guy that again you don't have to necessarily uh use any fab or anything else on you can just sneak in wait on later and snag him which is the best part about it all right so let's get on to it we want to talk about all the things we messed up last week because that's the mo- most fun part and we can laugh no. at everybody. Yeah, let's let's have a good time with this. Let's talk about what we got wrong. Called you so dumb, baby, you're so dumb. I can pay right now you ain't no good for me. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Well, let's see who is on the cocaine this week. I mean, now listen, not for nothing. Fred with his little notepad actually did pretty good this week. Let's look at Fred's. Fred's little thing that he didn't get wrong or right. Now, he got Kirk Cousins. That was a good call. Dan Montgomery got hurt, so I'll give you a little little, little bit there. T. Higgins, you know, no, that's not a start. Now, I was not going to give you Travis Kelsey because, I mean, who the hell is not starting Travis Kelsey, bro? I mean, this is next week you're not getting credit for that. Giants defense, yeah, womp, womp. By the way, Cowboys defense put you down in our big league last night. That was fun to watch. Baker, Mayfield, that was a good sit because nobody else was starting him. So another great uh, analysis by Fred here. James Robinson, a sit for you, uh, not sit for anyone else. Jahan Dotson. That was a good call. You did say sit Jahan. A lot of people were kind of high on him. He was 91 last week. Jeez. Evan Ingram, um, 26. So that was a good uh sit as well. And Commander's defense as well. So pretty good uh week for you, I will have to say. I would show Nick's. But again, he's on his way to Denver and that's our house rule. If you're not on the show, we don't show your stuff. So you don't get to win this week. Our I think our big winner though. Look at look at Justin. When you want to talk about somebody who brings up sits, look at this sit list. Sit Russell Wilson, 20, number 29. Miles Sanders, number 51. Brandon Ayuk, number 39. Hey, boy, 50, 55 Colts, D55. If you wanted some good advice, listen to Justin last week. He did start Marcus Mariota. Now, again, he should really be in yellow. I just don't – you can't start somebody if he's not in the top 12 because that means in a 12-man league, your QB was out of the top QB list. But, again, it should be maybe yellow is a decent outing still for Marcus Mariota. Leonard Fournette, number 30, um, not so good there. Adam Thielen, 16, was a good play this week. Kyle Pitts liked his resurgence. And, man, talk about the most disappointing outing, because I had charges wow. in a couple leagues. So I was like, ooh, this is going to be a great play this week. Boy, that was pretty embarrassing, to say the least. And, yep, it's me. I have to say, two weeks in a row, I am the domain. Matt Stafford, I told you to start him, he was 27th. Now, this is why I gave you credit for uh, Kelsey, because I did say start Derrick Henry. Um, he was number two, so I won't be getting credit for that next week myself, either. Mike Williams, I said to start, he was 54. Taysom Hill, I couldn't even find him. (laughs) I don't know where he was. I don't know what happened. Nothing. He was awful. Saints defense 20th. Like I was really hedging my bets on that Saints-Panthers matchup and it did not work out for me. And my sits again going on that Chargers matchup. That was such a surprise. Trevor Lawrence, number four QB. I gotta and the other thing is I gotta stop disrespecting Josh Jacobs because I say it every week, oh sit him, he's not good. Da da da, but he's constantly in that mid-range tier. So just keep watching Josh Jacobs. He's still putting up those points. Um, so I'm gonna start paying a little more attention to him. Alan Lazard, 29th. Um, he did get in the end zone though, but Gerald Everett, number 32, didn't show out. Rams D. 15th. That was like the best I could do, man. That was not a good week for me. But, you know, you win, you lose some. I'm the dummy this week. I don't even need to play it. We've already heard it once. I don't want to play it again. Alright, guys. So, we're going to head out for this night tonight. I got something to say. I got something to say. Oh, Lord,
5: I'm good. No, 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 no. I got something good for you guys. I'm going to start this new segment called The Jester's Joker, okay? okay so, alright. Th- right? So, last week we know who the big joker was. It was Mike Evans. He messed up a lot of of our fantasy leagues, especially mine, okay? So we're not going to go because with him out. No, let's talk about it for real. This joker not only fought, got himself kicked out the game, suspended for a week, Tampa Bay loses by two points, and he loses for my fantasy team, <coughs> okay? Sorry, I got hyped up right there. This week, you know who the joker is? The coach of the Oakland Raiders, uh, Josh McDaniels. This dude has all the talent in the world. He starts off this year 0 3. Devontae Adams is already getting tight. He already said it the other day. He's 0 3. And his last eleven games, he is one and ten. Okay? Now he has a point differential of negative ninety two, and he was an offensive coordinator. Now, this Joker hasn't won since week 10 of 2010. Okay? This is messed up. This is messing up our fantasy leagues opening. You're messing up Mike Evans. You're messing up Josh McDaniels.
1: So that was the Jester's joke of the week. I don't know what's the joke, the segment.
5: They're jokers. They're a bunch of jokers. That's who it is. <laughs>
1: Just a joke, really, we'll, we'll see what's up with the joke next week. That was actually pretty good, Fred. I'll have to come up with a little something for you. All right. So, tomorrow night's big game Wednesday, we got our friend Lori Fitzpatrick coming on. She's going to represent the Jags. We're going to go Jags Eagles in a big. I think it's going to be a good fantasy matchup. Lots yeah. of good things to talk about there. So we're going to have a, a special champs and chumps tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to talk about, obviously, our uh, big – well, my rankings. Hopefully, my rankings are up. Hopefully, Justin's will be there as well. So we'll talk about our leaders, some guys that we like this week, starts and sits and all that good stuff. All right, guys, we appreciate you, and we are out.
0: We're on a mission of this Right. Right we're on a mission a we're on a mission a, miss, on a miss, guys your life best Put on life best lunch, job, Put
6: on life best we're on July, best lunch, job, this is this is a mission a bad
5: yeah that's what it is